Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Exodus chapter number 15, verse number 22. Exodus chapter number 15, verse 22. <coughs> Excuse me again, my got allergy or something going on, but uh, amen. I do apologize that I was a little late this morning, uh, this today afternoon. Um, Sister White, I gave you back your, the green beauty. I gave it back to you. All my cars are now fixed. <laughs> Got air conditioning, all that kind of stuff. So, hey, man, all that's done with. <laughs> we were trying to make it in time to do that and come to church, but we just didn't. So we just, I parked it outside. So, It'll be there. (laughs) Amen. Exodus chapter number 15, verse number 22. It said, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Moriah, they could not drink of the waters of Moriah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Moriah. And the people murmured against Moses. Comma. (laughs) That's a complete thought there. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord shewed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. And they came to Elam, which were twelve, which were twelve wells of water and three score and ten palm trees, and they encamped there. By the waters. Amen. So again, I'm going to talk about dry holes and really the disappointment of dry holes. Amen. I'm going to I'm going to rewind a little bit if that's okay, so we can just get a premise here of what we've been talking about and everything like that. Here we know that the basic story is in the book of Exodus. Amen. There are three chapters that tell us about the wilderness wanderings of the children of Israel. Amen. We studied chapter 13, talking about 
dead ends. We talked about, or excuse me, detours, chapter number 14. We talked about dead ends. And now chapter 15, we're going to be talking about dry holes and the disappointments that they have. Amen. From the experience of the people of God in the Old Testament, we're going to be learning lessons about the Lord's leading in our lives. First Chronicles or Corinthians 10 and 11 says, Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition. This is Paul saying that this Old Testament that we cleave to, that we have in our book, is important to us. Amen. It is for our learning. It is for us to be encouraged. It is not a book that is just to be thrown out and to be useless. Amen. I know we've got the New Testament, but praise God, the Old Testament is just as important as the New Testament. And without the New Testament, you cannot have the Old Testament and vice versa. It is a a pairing that matches together perfectly. You cannot have one without the other. Amen. And so this Old Testament is what we learn from the examples of how people put into practice the things that God had them to say and also the things that what they did when they didn't listen to God and the punishments and the problems that they had because of that. Amen. We before um so God makes it clear, you know, that, that in the New Testament there are experiences can be used as example for us today. So in the New Testament, He is saying to us, the Old Testament, it is their experience that can be used for us today. Amen. And so we talked about detours and all the while, church, we get to this Everything we talked about, detours and dead ends and dry holes, is all the fact that God is leading His children. Sometimes I know I sound like a broken record, but God leads His children. Amen. There's an old hymn, God leads his dear children alone, (laughs) alone. Amen. So, oh, God does not just leave us when we get saved and just defend ourselves, but he tells us that he is always with us. Amen. And it is up to us to determine how, if we're going to follow him or not. Amen. And so I want to really, really stress that is that this is talking about people that were led by God. Amen. God led them to these places. And I'm saying all of this to say that there are some times in our life where we are not led by God. Sometimes something happens and we just make a mistake or we think, Something better and all that and we go and it, we, we end up in a place that we don't want to be like. And God never intended us to go this way. Amen. But aren't you glad that God was merciful? That even though we went a wrong way when he told us not to go that way and we went there, that God in his mercy and love and kindness still drawed us back and said, no, come over here. Come back to me. Amen. So I want to really, really stress this, that again, this is God's people being led by an almighty God. Amen. Oh, we come now to the disappointments 
of dry holes. Amen. And here God led them to Moriah to prove or test the children of Israel. You would think people would have been ecstatic over the exodus from Egypt and the deliverance through the Red Sea, but they were not. Despite all the facts that God done miraculous and wonderful things before their eyes, proof before their eyes and everything, they still doubted. It's just like what I talked about on Sunday night when Jesus appeared and there he appeared to all those disciples and some worshipped him and then it said, yet some doubted. Amen. That just blows my mind. But it is sad that that is a reality. That sometimes that people just don't matter what the proof they've got, they're not going to believe it. They're stubborn as mules. Amen. They're not going to believe anything. And so here these children of Israel... Oh, what was the problem that they had to face? What was the real problem? The problem was that they did not get or find what they expected or wanted. God was leading them and they went to Moriah and there they saw this beautiful water. They went to drink it and guess what? It was bitter. It was terrible. And instead of crying out to God, what did they do? They complained and murmured against Moses. Amen. They complained against Moses. They expected to find drinking water and they experienced disappointment. Folks, I'm telling you, in this life that we live in, we're going to experience disappointments. Sometimes God leads us along this way and he leads us into paths that are dead ends, that are detours and are disappointments. We didn't quite think God would do this to us or I had something imagined, but God, I just can't, I can't believe that I was expecting this to happen and God just doesn't do what I think he should have done. I'm disappointed in him. I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm upset. That was the true problem that the children of Israel had, that they were disappointed. They heard of God was taking them to the land, oh, that was promised to them by their forefathers and all these wonderful things. They got out of Egypt and they thought we weren't going to have no more problems. We're done with those Egyptians and now we're going to our home home country, and everything's going to be well. Folks, let me tell you, they were going to their home country, just not what they expected. And folks, we've got a home country that we're heading to. And oh, while we get to that home country, we're going to experience some dead ends, detours, and disappointments. Amen. God's not going to allow certain things to happen. Or God is trying to prove himself like he did to those children of Israel. Amen. Disappointment is unfulfilled expectation. Disappointment is unfulfilled expectation. Well, 
they thought they were going into, what they thought when they saw that, that body of water, or oh, that it was going to be drinking water and everything was going to be well, come out to be bitter. And folks, let me stop here and tell you, sometimes life gives us a bitter cup to drink. Sometimes life gives us a bitter cup to drink. And we don't like it. Oh, we hate it. When we think something's going to happen and we're just praying and believing and expecting God to just move and do something in, in an area in your life or, or you're wanting God to move or do something here or, or, or whatever that may be. And when God just doesn't do it exactly how you think He should or how you're praying that He should, we become disappointment. And we take of that bitter cup. Amen. <laughs> we take of that bitter cup and say, Oh, God, this is not what I expected at all. This is not... Just trying to give an example, you know, I would have never thought that my dad would have passed away. I mean, I thought that he was on his way and everything was good until it didn't. Amen. I thought God would heal and do everything, but He didn't. And I don't understand all of that. I, I don't. And, oh, let me tell you, I got bitter. <laughs> I got real bitter about all of that. But, folks, I, un I had to understand that life is full of disappointments. But if we're following and leading after God and pursuing after Him, He's not going to, he's going to lead, he's going to lead us along to hit. And sometimes I'm telling you, we don't quite understand the mind of God. Sometimes the Bible speaks of that. Amen. He says his, his thoughts are higher than ours. And remember, I told you about that, uh, football game long time ago that we me and Marcy were watching and that kid had that telescope thing that shot up all the way to the air and that camera that looked down to that football field and that little kid was just telling that coach on the opposite team what was going on and what was everybody's position and all that kind of stuff and I thought to myself my goodness and then God was telling me you know what Adam that's like me you know, all you see is just in front of you, but I see what's in front, behind, and in front of you. And we can't see that. Amen? We can't see that. And there are times where we're thinking, God, I don't understand, but that's okay. <laughs> it is okay to say, I don't understand. God, I, I'm, I, you've lost me. Whew. You know, sometimes I remember in school when teachers would talk and I'd just stare at them like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> you know, I'm just, it has just ran by me and everybody else seems to get it. And I'm like, you know, and then I pretend like, oh yeah, I understand completely. I didn't. Lord have mercy, I didn't one bit. Hallelujah. But it's okay that we don't have the answers to everything that we have in life. We're not going to have all the answers in life. Amen. We're not going to have everything. But folks, we, what we have to do is trust God. Amen. We've got to trust God. You know, when you go to those doctors, there are some things I don't like when they say we're going to prick and poke and take and suck out and do and 
check this and that and all these kind of things. I don't like all of that stuff that they do. I don't like all of these things, the check it and all that kind of stuff that they do. But the reason they check it is because it's for our own good. And you know, I can look at myself in the mirror and say, I think I look okay. I think I'm healthy. But that doctor's got to take that blood and that doctor's got to examine me and that doctor's got to look me over and say, oh, you're low in this or you've got this problem or this, that, and the other. They're not being there to be mean, but they're doing that to check on us. And folks, that's exactly what God does for us. Amen. And we trust. We trust God. We trust those doctors. Oh, well, anyway, (laughs) we're supposed to trust the doctors. Amen. We're supposed to trust those. And if you got a good doctor and all that, that you can trust, that is, that's a diamond in the rough. Amen. Oh, to trust somebody that you agree, that you can rely, even if you disagree with that person, you can still trust. Amen. That what they're saying is right. And that's all God was expecting for his children. Because he knew the road ahead. See, now we've got this picture of now God knew what he was doing. God was leading them and was teaching them, saying, you've got to depend on me solely. But they failed the test. Because when problems came, they didn't go to God. They didn't seek his face. They complained, ran to Moses. And started bickering and murmuring about him uh, to Moses. The problem, look Moses, look what you've done now. Look what you've done now, Moses. You've just, I know you've parted that Red Sea, but now look at us. <laughs> you know, oh now look at us. Amen. Disappointments. God had led them all the way. And the problem was the people. Notice how they responded. They pouted and doubted. <laughs> they pouted and doubted. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you folks, and I think we all know this, and I know that we're all mature enough to understand that life is just sometimes unfair because it's life. <laughs> life just throws us lemons sometime, but it's not But what I heard. Somebody said, uh, life throws you lemons so you got to make lemonade, or you better make lemonade, or something like that. We don't understand why God allows certain disappointments that we have to face come in our lives. But what we can't do is allow those disappointments to make us bitter like Mariah. Amen? Because it'll do it. We'll be bitter. We'll get upset. We'll get mad. God, I don't understand why you did this. I'm faithful to your house. I do all these. I, 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 I seek after you. I pray. I, we've got a good relationship. And all of that is all in the up and up. But yet I'm still having to deal with just foolishness. And I don't understand why you do that to me. And oh, the bitterness. If we're not careful, that bitterness will just seek into our hearts. That bitterness will seek in and then we become bitter. But here, they said that that God could... I think I messed up here. Let's see. Uh, uh, Let me see. Uh, 
Yeah, he wanted to see if they were getting the message of the miracles he had performed for them. Here's the message. God could and would supernaturally provide, protect, and prosper them no matter where they were or what they were facing. That was still not the, (laughs) that was still the fact. The fact was that even though God led them, to a place that they did not like that was disappointing to them, it still not neglected the fact that God was still all-powerful. God could still change the waters. God could still move for his people. It was not that fact. It was the fact that when problems came, they ran to the wrong person. And folks, sometimes, can I be honest, sometimes I run to the wrong person. Sometimes I get so upset and disappointed that I'll run and I'll do something and, I, and, and, it, not, and it shouldn't be. You know, we all get upset. We all get mad. It cannot be, sometimes we all just want to cuss somebody out. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't cuss nobody out. I'm not saying that. But sometimes you think, God, if you just let me one time, just one time, just turn your head like you did Jesus. Turn your head one time. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. This lady, Lord have mercy, she just aggravated me so bad. I said, Lord, can you just kill her? And and I'll just say, God, she just died. I don't understand. She just... She just died. (laughs) Amen. No, I'm just kidding with y'all. But it's the truth, though, in the fact that sometimes we we can get so upset because of the disappointment that God has led us to. And instead of going to the correct source, we go to somebody else or act in a way that's contrary to what God ever wanted us to do. And God all the time is saying, come to me. Come to me now. Come on to me. I'll help you. I'll sustain you. I will give you comfort. I will guide you. I will, I will we'll understand this together. Come on. Let's walk this out. But sometimes, man, we just... Sometimes I tell you this... You know, I preached a sermon series about this tongue. Amen. But it's still an unruly member at times. Amen. It's still an unruly member. Amen. Deliverance from disappointment comes by learning to depend on God's dependability. God is dependable. Amen. (laughs) Insurance is not. (laughs) Sometimes banks are not. Sometimes doctors are not. Sometimes people are not dependable. Amen. And oh, don't that just, mm, just burn your grits up a little bit when people (laughs) disappoint you. Amen. And they tell you they're going to do something and they don't. And then they promise that they would and they don't. And it's just this, that, and the other. And all of those kind of terrible things. Or you would think that this person wouldn't do what they did, but they did it. And you just become disappointed with them. We lose the fact that they're dependable people. (laughs) And if we're not careful, we'll get that and we'll... uh, My, who was it? Somebody, we were just talking, I forget who it was, but we were talking, and I think we were in the car driving somewhere, and they said, they said, um, you know, being a police officer is, is a, must be a really hard job. And I said, well, yeah, I would think so. And he said, well, you know, it's kind of like, 
Whenever a policeman pulls somebody over, does something, he always has to deal with somebody that's not telling the truth all the time. <laughs> they pull them over for speeding. I wasn't speeding. Yes, you were speeding. Oh, I wasn't doing this. Yes, you were. And sometimes when those police, they're probably shocked at the people they pull over and the excuses that those people give and then that disappointment comes into their heart. So no wonder sometimes police are a little crabby, <laughs> a little upset because they have their mind twisted. Amen. They think now that nobody's dependable. I can't, nobody tells the truth anymore. They're always trying to lie to get out of something. Amen. <laughs> And we get that sometimes. But folks, God is dependable. And he was trying his best to tell those children of Israel that you can depend on me. Folks, you know another word for dependability is faithfulness. Faithfulness. God is faithful. God is always faithful. I'm telling you, we might not like the answers that he gives us, but we always know that we can trust that he's always faithful. And I don't have to preach on that long because I'm looking at people that have known the faithfulness of God. Amen. Even in times of disappointments, we understand and know that God's been faithful all this time. God's helped us along. When we've been weak and we've said, God, I can't even put one foot in front of the other. We know God has been faithful to strengthen us and to say, yes, you can come on. Yes, you can make it one more time. Come on, get up. Come on, brush your feet. Brush the sand off of your knees. Come on, get the scrapes. We'll get the band-aids and the oil and all that stuff to get all that. You know, the Neosporin. Lord, I remember when I, I was telling Marcy a while back, I, we were talking about riding bikes, and I said, man, I used to ride my bike all the time on Barber Drive. And sometimes I'd just run, and sometimes I'd just ride that bike so fast, and all of a sudden, boop, I just would do something, and I'd just skint all on that road. And I'd get them big old scabs and everything else, and I remember Mama always putting that Neosporin. That knee is born and them band-aids on me to clean us up and everything. Folks, uh, we're going to have some scrapes and we're going to have some bruises. We're going to have some cuts. We're going to have some problems. Some of us might come in oh, messed up with one eye, one tooth, one finger. But bless God, God's still with us and God still cares for us. I'm telling you, sometimes when we're in a battle, it feels like we've just been half blown up and just we're just all we got is one leg one arm and one tooth and one eye but bless god we're still here amen oh because god is dependable which means he's faithful amen they weren't depending on god how did they know that because instead of calling on god they criticized moses and folks can i tell you sometimes it is so easy for us to criticize to criticize somebody or to criticize something and that shouldn't have been the way that it should have <laughs> but we criticized them lord have mercy i cannot t oh lord i'm stepping on my own feet tonight <laughs> my own toes tonight amen but instead they criticize instead of going to god they criticized moses they murmured against him Oh, Moses, we ain't got no water. I can, I can picture them. The, uh, when I was going home uh, last night from the revival, Zizi ain't got no food nowhere. 
So I thought, well, I'll just go on to Bluntstown. And when I did, I went to, um, I thought, well, you know what? They got the McDonald's. And then lo and behold, I looked and there was a Burger King. And I said, you know, I had had Burger King since October of last year. I said, I think I want me a Whopper. I love them Whoppers. Oh, I just, I, I like the tape, the charboard or whatever. So I went over there and I called and I said, um, and you know, the first thing uh, they did when I pulled up, that lady said, Welcome to Burger King. Can I take your order? And I thought, mm, I just came back from revival, didn't I? <laughs> Don't you love at me? I'm tired. <laughs> and I, I said, yes, ma'am, thank you. And I did my order, and she said, pull them forward. And I said, okay. Well, I went there, and this lady, there was a lady in front of me. And so she scooted along and all of that, and so I paid, and she handed me the sandwich. Well, the lady wouldn't move forward anymore. And so the lady that took my order, she popped up the window and said, so-and-so, can you tell that lady to move? So the man went up and said, ma'am, if you don't mind, could you just move? And that lady said, I don't know why, but the Lord just told me to put that window down so I can hear this conversation. <laughs> and that lady said, I will not. I want my food, and I want it now. And that man was like, ma'am, I understand, but it's still cooking, and so you're backing up people. She would not move, and she, I mean, it would, a bulldozer wouldn't push that car. I mean, she was determined. She ain't going nowhere. She wanted her food. Well, then the other person came out, and she said, what do you not understand what I just said to you? That you need to move because you blocked it. And oh, they fussed and fought. Well, then the, the lady said, I want your manager. And oh, they started fighting and all that stuff. Well, the lady comes back. The, she gets her food. It's done. She gets that bag, and she said, you want your food? And she said, yes. And she went, flung it in that window. And that lady went, and fire went back. And I thought, good Lord, have mercy. This ain't Panama. This is Bluntstown. And I'm sure they knew each other, our new families. Lord, have mercy. They're going to be World War III at Bluntstown. <laughs> but see how sometimes, oh, we get so upset and we get so disappointed because <laughs> we want our food or we want this or want we that and then instead of just sometimes stopping ourselves and acting like a fool we begin to criticize and begin to act ugly and begin to say bad things and then it just leads down a road that's just awful and who knows someone might have video I, I wish i could have videotaped that because i sure enough would have put that on facebook and said look at here y'all at bloodstown florida so there, somebody fixed to pull a knife gun or something i'm telling you when that lady threw that food in that window i said Ooh, jesus i'm glad i got mine already and i paid for it amen oh hallelujah moses who was depending on God, called out to him, and he responded. Isn't that amazing? They criticized Moses. Moses, look what you've done. Da, 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 da. And what did Moses do? Moses could have been like that lady. I ain't moving. We ain't moving from this spot. I don't care. Y'all drink that bitter water. I'm all sick of y'all already. Just go on and die. I don't care, God. Just send me somebody. I mean, it, you know, see how all of that could have been that way. Moses could have been upset. Oh, it would have been terrible. 
But Moses did what we ought to do sometimes. Go to God in prayer. And he began to call on God. And guess what God done? He answered him. He, so, he showed him that wood, that tree. He said, cast that tree in that water. And oh, it became sweet. It became good for drinking. God can change things from what they are to what he wants them to be and what they need to be. Because God had a plan to provide for his people. God never intended for those children of Israel to just suffer and to laugh at them and just, you know, kick them while they're down. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like, God, I just feel like I'm, I, I'm already down and I've just been kicked down. <laughs> you know, I'm just being kicked on and all of that. But no, God had a plan. He was going to provide for his people. But all he was wanting them to do was come to him. Something so simple. Sometimes, sometimes something hard to do. Sometimes we have to make ourselves and say, God, I'm upset about this, but I need your help. I really need your strength. I need your guidance on this. Every dry hole, every disappointment can be used of God to display His divine power. Amen? Sometimes God leads us to these dry places. Remember, I preached about that. Dry, dry seasons and dry places. But folks, it's an opportunity for God to show us that through our disappointments... What did he say? He turned those things, he turned the bad into good. Amen for his, for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Disappointments are his appointments. Disappointments are his appointments for him to act and to move. Amen. God has a plan for your provision. And in verse 26, God makes a promise, doesn't he? He tells them, and he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Healeth thee. Amen. You know, I just believe sometimes that that's for my physical healing. Sometimes that's for my emotional healing. <laughs> Sometimes that's for my mental healing. Amen. I just believe God can just touch and heal broken hearts and upset tempers and, and, and being agitated and, and upset and just all of God can touch those times where we feel disappointed, when we feel distracted, when we're just, it, we look like we have just a, I mean, there's times, folks, I I just, I have a bad day. <laughs> Amen. There's times I just wake up and I'm just, and I don't know why, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we get that way. But despite all of that, God still is faithful. And God can still move, use those disappointments into appointments to show himself faithful to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, and folks, when we read now, Verse 27, it said, And they came to, to Elam, which were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. So see, they were in Moriah. The waters were bitter. God turned the waters into sweet. They got enough water. And get this, now God leads them to Elam. Uh, Elam. 
And folks, get this. I saw where this scholar said Elam was only 10 miles from Moriah. Only 10 miles. Now, that's a, to me, that's a long way walking. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, it's, but in hindsight, it really was not that far. God was still able to provide for them and just gave them enough for the journey on to go into an oasis full of 12 wells of water and palm trees, enough water for all of those children of Israel to have enough to get their nourishment and everything. Hallelujah. Sometimes, folks, we've just got to stop, stop, murmur, but just stop... I don't know why I wrote it like this, but sometimes we just got to stop murmuring and just march on. <laughs> sometimes we got to say, God, I'm so upset about this, but you, you're in control. That's like what Brother um, uh, Juno was saying. He said that in Psalms, he said, thy, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. If you're blood-bought and you're a child of God, your steps are being ordered of the Lord and he's leading us as long as we pursue after him amen and your your disappointments might be might be God's appointments to prove that the blessing can follow bitterness folks I'm telling you blessings can follow after bitterness sometimes we can get upset and mad and, and I get that but folks, let me tell you, as long as God leads the way, he's, I'm telling you, His ways are far more better than ours. And He's going to lead us in that path. Hallelujah. Yeah, we might get disappointed here. Yeah, we might get some dead ends there. Yeah, we got to go do a detour right here and all that, and it just upsets us so much. And yeah, we get to a dry place where we're driving and we all thirsty, and there ain't no water or nothing anywhere, and there's a gas mile gas station way on the while we can't see it but all the while if God's leading us he's leading us to a better place amen come on let's just make our circle tonight amen thank you for joining us a special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry it's because of you this ministry is possible you can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you.